Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast with your hosts, Rail Bricker and Lindsay Adams. And welcome back to the Top 5 Podcast. Today's guest is Annie Margarita Yang. Now, Annie hails from Boston, Massachusetts, uh, a place I nearly spent a couple of years, but uh, changed my mind after being there in the middle of a of a snowstorm many years ago where houses were snowed in and I went, I can't live in that weather. Annie is a game changer for millennials, tired of running on a never-ending financial treadmill. I think, think that's just not even millennial. I think everyone is struggling in the world at the moment. She's written uh, an Amazon bestsellers like The Five-Day Job Search and A Thousand and One Ways to Save Money. She's not a Gen Xer. She's a millennial. And I know lots of employers now go, oh, my God, millennials. Well, let's find out why millennials are so great. She gets it. The delayed dreams, the struggles, the hunger for escape. And there's one thing Annie doesn't just talk the talk. She walks it. And she'll share some of the systems she's created to make financial freedom feel more like an achievable goal than an unrealistic dream. So she's going to look at, for millennials specifically, how you pay off your bills and her books have all the tips and traps you need. And if you're Gen Z or like me, a baby boomer, and you want to avoid the crushing debt in the first place, you won't miss this episode. Let's get into it. Welcome, Annie. Rail, thank you so much for having me on the Top 5 Podcast. It's a pleasure. Now, today we're going to talk about Annie Margarita Yang's Top 5 Tips for Personally Branding Yourself as an Industry Expert. And so I'm intrigued by this because I've just read a whole bio about getting out of financial trouble and getting into the financial fast lane. And yet we're talking about branding yourself as an industry expert. So there's obviously a link. So hit us up. Tip number one. Tip number one is you need to differentiate yourself with a personal brand in today's job market because you're not going to get job opportunities or any sort of freelance work opportunities, business opportunities, unless you are online because people want to look you up before they speak to you these days. It's almost like you get on a dating app and if you go on a date with someone, a first date, they want to know who you are. They're going to Google you. They're going to search you up on Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever they can just to make sure you're not some sort of creepy stalker. So it's the same thing when it comes to work opportunities as well. So you got to up-level your personal brand online if you're going to get anything these days, especially in the recession we're in. Okay, so you, you say that. Let me ask you a question. So which social media? Are we talking that you can't put funny cat videos on TikTok? Or are we talking about the professional sort of, well, let's call it LinkedIn, on the opposite end of the spectrum? LinkedIn is the bare minimum for work because these days, especially when I was applying for jobs, when I had a resume, the recruiters kept asking me, where's your LinkedIn? How come I cannot find your LinkedIn? So at a bare minimum, they're definitely checking your LinkedIn. If you don't have one, they will complain that they can't find you on LinkedIn. Um, but other things as well, like for example, me, I have a YouTube channel that has over a million views. That was really important in me getting an accounting job in only five days without an accounting degree because employers were more interested in my social media following and the social proof and the recognition I got from that than the fact that I didn't even have an accounting degree. That's because these days, social media acts as a form of social proof. Okay, so, so it is. And then I'm going to ask the next question. So what's the line? 
I mean, you know, I, 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 particularly millennials and Gen Zs, you know, they live their life online. You know, they've got 27 pictures posted of each cocktail that they had in an evening out. Um, you know, how does that affect your personal brand? I'm not talking about, you know, the, the, the risque nude pictures, but the fact is that it's pictures of someone, you know, enjoying themselves out partying. How does that, you know, is that held against people now? I mean, because everyone's living their life online? You can post those still, but my recommendation is, I think a personal brand as exposure, like repeated exposure to someone and what they post online really sets the perception that other people have of you. So you don't control what people say about you, but you can curate that perception, right? So if 80% of the posts that you post all throughout your social media are related to your career, so related to your expertise in your industry, then people will start to see you as an industry expert. Just like, you know, I started from nothing. I was someone who was working at Domino's Pizza, worked a whole string of minimum wage jobs, but I kept posting information about personal finance. And these days, people from my own Facebook friends, they, they come up to me and they ask me things like, wow, how do you do this in finance, blah, 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 blah. Like, because that's what I've built up on my own personal Facebook. I don't, I don't post pictures of what I ate for dinner last night. Now, I, I think it's really boring if you only post all work and no play, right? So you, you can still balance that, but I would say 80% work, maybe 20% play. Fair enough. No, that, and, but, but that's what I'm getting, you know, that's why I'm asking the question because I probably, uh, and I'm dating myself, I grew up in an era where if you were serious, you, you basically used all the social media just for serious stuff and the occasional family picture. Uh, but I have lots of colleagues, particularly in the professional speaking space, who post pictures of every aeroplane they're on and, and things like that, which doesn't, it's almost detracts from credibility at some point. So let me ask the, the, the next question is, we're talking about the top five tips for personally branding yourself as an industry expert. So hit me up. Tip number two. Tip number two, if you want to build a strong personal brand, you need to have a really professional headshot. So I'm, I'm not talking about like, oh, a, a photographer took your picture at a wedding. Therefore, since a professional took it, this is considered a professional headshot. No, <laughs> you know, like I want you to actually go on Google and look for the search term, you know, headshot photographer near me and look at all the different uh, portfolios that they have and see which vibe has the one that you're going for, right? And then after that, this is an additional tip as well on how to look great in your headshot because you don't just show up and take a picture. 80% of the work to looking great is actually before you even walk into the studio, which means try on different outfits in your closet and then take a picture of yourself in a selfie seeing, does it even look good on me? You know, or take a picture of yourself in front of the mirror because if it doesn't look good on your phone, it's not going to look good at the studio. Another thing is, before you walk in, that day you got to schedule for a hair appointment. Get a, a fresh haircut and ladies, get your, your hair styled, get a nice blowout, right? And also get your makeup done. You can't do your own makeup. This, this applies to both men and women because the studio lights are so bright. You're going to be so washed out. So actually, uh, camera makeup is really, really different. 
you, you got to like really cake it on. So a professional will make it look very natural for the camera. And I, I mean, I've seen a lot of people's headshots are now not just the traditional headshot. Um, they are, you know, sitting on a, a couch, you know, leaning forward, that sort of lean forward pose, uh, you know, sitting on a bar stool, uh, you know, variety of different poses, you know, carrying a, a black folder that makes them look important, you know, all sorts of things like that. I mean, how you're saying a headshot, but I mean, you're talking in a broader sense, the branding shots. You know, you're talking about portraits. What you're describing is portrait because, okay. you know, that includes the scenery and then the black folder that they're holding. I'm talking about like just straight up headshot, like head um, from shoulder up because the profile photo that you have on LinkedIn is so small, especially if you look on the phone. It's really tiny. It's like the size of my thumb, right? So if you're like really zoomed out, you can't really see that person's face. And I want to get a really good look of your face, you know, smile and all. I, I want I really want to see that personality and the character in your facial expression, right? So um, we want to get like real up and close to see who you are okay. on LinkedIn. Now that they've got a picture of you, you, you know, what else do we look at with, launching the strong brand what else what else should they be doing we're looking at the headline headline um on linkedin usually they use the default which is the position title and then at company name and that's so boring it doesn't leave a lasting impression and your goal here is to stand out and be memorable that's the one thing actually in acting that i learned the one thing isn't like did you say the line right the one thing is, was it memorable, right? So the headline should be more about how, how, who do you help and how can you help, um, help them? Like, for example, saving taxes for real estate investors. Like, that is so much more interesting than real estate tax accountant. Yeah. Who does that, right? Now, and then the bio as well. You can use ChatGPT to write a really professional bio and save yourself 300 to 500 bucks. As long as it's factual. Uh, okay, let us, let's move on. Tip number three uh, for creating a personal brand as your, to brand yourself as an industry expert. Tip number three, you got to be really consistent across all of your social media profiles. This includes your personal one. The way, the way this works is we, you have to think of the internet like a community center that's filled with 7 billion people online, right? And if you live in a small town, people see you at the grocery store, they see you at school, they see you walking in the street, they recognize you because they can see you from all different angles. But on social media, they only see you from one angle, your profile photo. So if you have an, a, a one photo where you're looking forward, another photo where you're facing to the right, then another photo where you're facing to the left, people actually can't tell you're the same person on social media across all of your profiles. So got to be consistent one with your headshot. So use the same headshot for all of your profiles at the same position, you know, right, right above your collarbone. Um, and also be consistent in your name. I see some people, they're using like first name, last initial on one site, then first name, last name, then first name, middle name, last name. <laughs> like they, they've got all sorts of variations of their name. And it's not easy for Google to know that it's the same person. 
So what Google does is they index all of this text and they give the search results, right? So if you're really consistent with even just your name, then all of the Google search results will be yours. Like for example, no matter what, I'm always Annie Margarita Yang on the internet. You don't see me typing Annie Yang or Annie M Yang or Annie Margarita Y. Like that's, that's just not what I do. That's to make sure that I'm really consistent everywhere. Okay. And I mean, just using consistency everywhere, just a question. Um, how important is it to then have something like a link tree so that directs people to all your socials? That's quite important. You can use that. But I actually advise people to go as far as getting their own custom website, you know, because your own custom website, you can showcase your bio, your portfolio, all of your social media. It's like um, a collection. Let's say it's like your homepage, right? I think that is far better than Linktree. Okay. So hit us up. The next tip you have for your personal branding yourself as an industry expert. Next step is to have a unique story to tell. So um, a lot of people, they're really bad at storytelling. And I think one of the first things they can do is they can think about their identity, especially the ones that they're born with that they can't change. Like, for example, um, for me, I always played victim back then. I was like, oh, nobody wants to give me opportunity. It must be because I am an Asian American, therefore minority, also woman, therefore there's a um, glass ceiling for me. And I'm also a millennial, therefore employers think I'm entitled and spoiled. So I've got all of these stereotypes tied to my identity that I physically can't change because I can't change the way I look. People immediately um, straightjacket me into something, right? So I play on that. I take those identities and I play on it. And I say, look at me, I'm an Asian American millennial female and I'm going to work hard. I'm going to practice piano for 10,000 hours and I'm going to showcase it online. You guys can check out my journey and see how far I go after 10,000 hours or check me out. Here I am. You know, my parents are immigrants. We came from nothing and I'm, I'm going to have a goal. My goal is to make a billion dollars. How far can I go? 20 years from now, can I become a self-made billionaire? Right. I literally take this identity and I set goals for myself and I tell people, this is who I am. This is where I'm going to go. And it's an interesting story. It, it gets people's interest. Well, absolutely. I mean, that's so how important is the actual art of storytelling then related to that? You've got a story and a great story and you tell it well, but how important and how do people go about becoming better storytellers? I think the, <laughs> this wasn't deliberate on my part, but Thanks for compliment on my great story. So I think one of the ways that they can really improve is to join their local Toastmasters group. Because what I did was when I was 20, I joined my local Toastmasters group. I never missed a meeting. I, I went to every weekly meeting and I gave a speech twice a month. So I, I got feedback, you know, because every speech comes with stories. Um, either like as a story itself for the whole speech or to use an example to drive home a point. So I kept getting feedback over and over again from people in the audience on what I did well, what I could improve and how I can, I can improve. Right. So, um, I think that's the one way you can get better at storytelling. It, it's something that works. Okay. Fantastic. So, um, Annie, we're almost out of time. And so if people want to 
reach out, connect with you, get hold of you? What are the best ways to contact you? The best way is to visit my website at annieyangfinancial.com. At the bottom, there's a link to all of my social media. But um, the main social media that I'm on is on YouTube. If you just search anniemargaritayang.com. Uh, what? <laughs> if you go on YouTube, you can search Annie Margarita Yang. I am the first search result. Uh, I have a lot of videos up. I think I've, at this point, I have about 100 videos on personal finance, money management, saving money. And these days I'm making videos on how you can progress in your career because so many people are getting laid off left and right. Um, and also I have a special offer for your listeners today on annieyangfinancial.com. If they add my book, The Five Day Job Search to their shopping cart, they can use the coupon code TOP, T-O-P, to get a 10% off discount on the signed paperback copy. Perfect. Thank you very much, Annie Margarita Yang. I'll use your full branding for you. Uh, thank you for being a guest on the Top 5 Podcast. Coming to us from Boston, Massachusetts, this is Rail Bricker from Perth, Western Australia, running solo today and signing off for another edition of the Top 5 Podcast. <laughs>